This episode of the Fickle Fanboys is brought to you by Counting Worm Shop and Far Out Designs. Check out their links in the description and go support some amazing local art that supports this show. Come on down to the Fickle Fanboys Amusement Park. We've got the old favorites, the Tilt-A-Whirl, the Scrambler, even the amazing RPM Roller Coaster. But most importantly, this is the only amusement park not run completely by corporate chilling. So it's about time we talk about more on this episode of the Fickle Fanboys. You say I'm insane? I say thank you very much. And it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Now what do you think? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you with a tear in my eye. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fickle Fanboys. We are your hosts. I am RPM, and uh, he, uh, he's a man that's clever, witty. Uh, this show could not go on without him. He's exceptional in every way, and I could go on and on, <laughs> except for I'm having a terrible time reading his handwriting. He is Reverend Jess. What is happening, party people? Was that, was that good? Was, was that what you were expecting? Uh, I mean, do, I, mean, do I, I still my... think I think there's three paragraphs that you still haven't read yet, but that's neither well, here nor I, there. I, oh, I thought this we're was for, for time. I thought this was for a whole season. You know, I was supposed to kind of spread the love out across your face. I, um, and, you know, not just <laughs> blow my load. Right here in one episode. I mean, I just, uh, I thought this, I mean, three paragraphs for one introduction? The just fuck were you thinking? Face, neck, and chest, you, man. Face, neck, and you, chest. I mean, you, you were, you, you only paid me the five bucks. I mean, if you thought that this was going to go on one episode, this whole diatribe, yeah, you were sadly mistaken. Listen, Even, you wrote, you wrote the Patreon pledge. I just subscribed to it. Sell out. With me, oh yeah, sell out with me tonight. Even I have at least some kind of morals and standards and, oh, okay, maybe not much, but, you know, whatever, whatever. How are you Very doing? little. I am, I am, all right, I am slowly uh, preparing for the summer. We, uh, we just got done doing some yard work, uh, so naturally it's been, it's been a lot of whacking and a lot of mowing and uh i am i listen i i am i am a man who has a very low tolerance for the heat so naturally i was just bathed in sweat who are you telling man i'm a fat son bitch from south dakota i mean even just on the hottest of days i don't have to do much before i'm just like 
well, I'm getting a little swampy. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, swamp ass is definitely one of the worst things in the world, but, you know, I mean, either way, we got the, we got the yard work done. I feel really accomplished about that, so, you know, we'll just, we go from there. I was going to say, you got to take your wins where you can get them. Exactly, exactly. It is a uh, slow but sure ascent, and, uh, yeah, so hopefully the city will get off my ass now. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, oh. Never, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. But yeah. RPM thought he had a joke, but he didn't have a joke because he didn't write a joke. Maybe you should come to the episode more prepared. All right. So what are we talking about today? Well, you know, I thought that it was about time for a little bit of a what if episode. pre-existing stuff and made even cooler stuff here on the Fickle Fanboys. We haven't done one of those for a while and I came up with a topic that I thought was at least kind of fun. I love how we're making it seem like, oh, I know nothing about this, but realistically, like, I have notes and stuff, so, like... I don't know. I guess we should just give them the context. So think about it in terms of this way, folks. Slowly but surely, we've crawled our way out of a pandemic. The mask mandates are going away. Things are able to open back up again. So that means one thing and one thing only, especially in the idea of the summer, which is, of course, amusement parks and theme rides and things like that. So it basically made sense to take one of the topics that we cover fairly regularly. And relate it to that. So that's what we did. Yeah, basically, well, this was last year before it had even opened. I came across news of one particular theme park in Osaka, Japan. They're going to open another one here uh, in Florida, which, I mean, let's face it, that's not a surprise. All right, so before we continue, let's take a quick pause because the theme park is in Osaka, Japan. So here is the obligatory Godzilla joke. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Mickey Quesadilla. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, a hell of a crowd we got here tonight. Him. Well, I guess the attendance will be bad when Godzilla destroys the place. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you to Mickey Quesadilla, our resident hack comedian. Uh, you gotta love him. Uh, well, okay, maybe don't, you don't gotta, but I, mean, I choose to. Um, I guess I should finally get to what theme park we're talking about. Because yeah. we're talking about Universal Studios has opened its Super Nintendo World. 
Okay. So yeah. what do we got? And, what do we, what is, right what's, now, the, what's the like? What's the gist here? Like, do we have like Luigi's haunted mansion? I'm I'm getting to that. <laughs> right now, um, it well, it's first of four planned installations has actually uh, debuted, and it's Super Mario themed uh, a Super Mario themed land. It's Super Mario World is basically what they they're tentatively calling it. At least over there. All right, so so there's obviously some type of Yoshi coaster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's there's probably Wario's Woods. I don't know if there's that, but I do know that they have a pretty badass Mario Kart. How immersive is it? Can you throw can you throw spiked shells at the other riders? I could only hope so. Because if not, then it's a fucking ripoff. That's just go karts, bro. Yeah, but I mean the pictures and video um, that you can find just about anywhere online. I mean, I'm looking at some of them on Google right now. The land is pretty extensive. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking big already. And mind you, they only have a few rides uh, all together. At this moment, I'm sure many more will come, but here's my thing. What if after everyone kind of goes back to life as normal and they start visiting these kind of theme parks, what if this shit really takes off? What if everyone is just clamoring for an experience like this? I mean, everyone, everyone likes a little nostalgia now and then. Even you, to a certain extent, and let's face it, you've made hide nor hair of the fact that you you try to act like there's this gaping hole between our ages. And you're trying to act like there isn't a new Mario game every two years. Well, okay, that's true, but... Um... Like, it's not just our two generations, motherfucker. Like, there's literally, like, a new Mario game just came out, like, a year ago. Yeah, but I, I tried to ignore... Remember this old... You know, I uh, I played this... You know, it was kind of an indie game, you know? I mean, it. Uh, I think it was funded on Kickstarter. I don't know. It was called uh, Super Mario Maker? Go to hell and sit on a red-hot coal and wait for me there until it snows. You know, it was made by a small ragtag team of developers. I think they worked on Rise of the Triad. I'm not entirely sure. But, yeah, they completely crowdfunded this amazing indie title called hey, Mario Sunshine. We, we, we get it. We get it. Although, I, in my personal opinion, none of the ones that came out after uh, Mario 64 have existed because most have sucked ass. So I'm just going off of the assumption that none of those exist. And and we all know what happens when RPM gets nostalgic about something, baby. It's Boomer time. It's Boomer. It's Boomer time. You know when RPM gets sad about stuff, it's time for Boomer. That's why it's called Boomer time. Ooh. It's Boomer. It's Boomer time. Okay, so what we're dealing with children here is the idea of selective memory. Exactly. Um, in case you don't know, RPM really is just a boomer and says there's no Mario after Mario 64. They ended that. I think he's confusing Mario with Metroid. Uh, no. Because no. Metroid is the one that hasn't had a game in 10 years. No. 
there have been Mario games after Mario 64. Okay, good job. The first part of solving your issue is admitting you have an issue. So good job. I don't have an issue. They have an issue because all of them have sucked. And so I'm just disregarding them. I'm 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 acting as if they do not exist. Because in my world, in my opinion, they shouldn't. I don't understand the hatred for the prequels. Why did that come off slightly Jerry Seinfeld? What is the deal? They're acting like it's not real. It happened. Jokes are being happened. Listen, if you ignore the prequels, you ignore what Mace Windu. You know, Jackson. That's just gotta be how it is i i don't want to ignore sam but it's called selective memory and hard-headed uh just call it what you will i I call it being a boomer okay i mean normally i would want to put my foot halfway up your ass however in light of a few things that have taken over social media I will say that Boomer I actually kind of accept slightly more than the term geriatric millennial which is just some bullshit is that even an actual yes, thing? yes that's an actual thing I hate to I hate to say it but it's an actual thing and whoever came up with it should die a Fiery, horrible, painful, slow death. Fair enough. All right, so let's get into this. Okay, if it takes off, if just, like I said, everyone just seems to be clamoring for such an experience, there's so many people that could possibly look at this and go, I gotta go to this shit. So what if it takes off? Inevitably, you'll end up seeing, yes, there's four different installations planned. But if something takes off well enough, what's the one thing that they're they're just gonna have to do? They're gonna want nothing more than to be able to just make as much money off of it as possible. So you're gonna see even more installations planned. You're going to see other lands within that same park open up. Without that kind of thing, you wouldn't see things like the Marvel world popping up. You wouldn't see... Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, Galaxy's Edge. You wouldn't see that kind of shit just out of out of nowhere. I mean, well, okay, maybe not out of nowhere, but they were still little more than a horrible cash grab. Now, I say that as someone who, as soon as I can... My family wants nothing more than to be able to someday go to Disney. Sooner rather than later. I've never really had very much luck at Disney. But that's a whole nother story. I don't know if you want to hear it. Okay, tell me. One hour later. And to this day, I still say you should never trust a 
duck with no pants. I've been traumatized. I had this one thought. What if it just makes so much money that they just can't help but capitalize? And it made me realize there's a lot of games out there. Not just Nintendo. But there's a lot of games out there that are just ripe for the picking. Watch me for your amusement. Video game what if video game theme parks brought to you by Crapple? It's like Apple, but shitty. I mean, a Sonic roller coaster. Who wouldn't want to go on that kind of shit? The fastest roller coaster there is wouldn't have very many lifts in elevation, and it would have a lot of twists, turns, and loop-de-loops. The kind of shit you... you... Yeah, at one point... There has to be a loop, you know what I mean? For a lot of people who like roller coasters or just those thrill rides, they love that kind of shit. And there's there's plenty of those, and then of course, like I said, gamers would eat this shit up no matter what game you based it off of. And, well, whether it be Disney, whether it be Universal, as I said, they're companies. You look at the bottom line, the dollar sign. If it makes money, it'd be a coaster that's built fully inside the walls, ceiling, and floors, all made to look like you stepped right into the first level of Sonic. I mean, you know, the... Green Hell Zone? Yeah. You know, you got the funky-looking palm trees and everything. You'd have animatronics along the way that could look like Eggman or... Several of those little robotic bastards that you have to take out in the game. Well, and another thing you could do is uh, you could have different sections of the coaster. Like, okay, so, you know, obviously there's the, I forget what the, I think it's like Scrapyard Zone or something like that. Whichever one has the purple water. Yeah, I mean, and, and you don't necessarily have to just stick with Green Hill Zone, but you'd start there and throughout the coaster, you could visit different levels or different games that have been Sonic. I mean, so I, I'm, is, I'm, I'm a little the thought process that I'm having. You have There's a one process? specific moment. Yes. Oh. Yes, I do. There's one specific yeah. moment that has to be in there because it's relatable for any type of Sonic gamer. Mm-hmm. There needs to be one moment where it's a tunnel that's made to look like, you know, purple water. And slowly but surely, the tunnel gets smaller and smaller. And as you're going through that tunnel, you hear the drowning music. And then right as you're about to die is when you get out of the fucking tunnel. I'm actually looking at that as uh, the end. And you, you can have all these special effects. I kind of imagine it as like a sonic version of you know on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. There's no earthly way of knowing Guess that. That the end of that boat ride would be, you know, or at least a sonic version of that would be, with that music as you said, the end of the coaster. And just before you don't, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? 
all of a sudden you're in the open and the coaster stops. I'm into it. I think that if you are going to have a Mario Kart in there, which, as I said, they already do. But if you're going to go that way, they should just go all out. And the only way you can go all out with an immersive experience is to follow that bad boy up with Excite Bike or Punch Out. But I got no idea how you could pull that last one off if you could at all. Is there any reason why they can't get their asses kicked? Well, I mean, liability? No. But the, like I said, that and, and that's where I'm going with that is I just don't know how you could pull it off, as I said, without them getting their asses kicked. You just make them sign a waiver uh, when they're coming but in. But what the hell? Why not? There you go. Punch out. Mike Tyson's punch out. Immersive ride. Yeah. Or at least experience. I don't know if it'd be much of a ride. I mean, you would have to have a helmet. <laughs> but the way that you do it, yeah. essentially, is have a big animatronic, like, punching dude, right? Yeah. Like, jukes back and forth, you know? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I was thinking ultra virtual reality, but I kind of like your idea better. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> um, you don't want to, because like, this is the iffiness, because you don't want to get it too ridiculously immersive, because then it might as well just be a VR video game. Fair enough. Good point. You know, essentially what we what we need to do is make sure that we have like some set boundaries for these rides that we're coming up with. You always want to go with boundaries and rules and things of that nature. I'm just saying, if we're going to do it, we're going to do I'm it just, right. Man, I don't do most of the shit that I do right. So I, I just was going, I was just going wherever my fucking imagination could take me. I'm just saying, but all I'm right, just saying, go okay, ahead. So, give, me, give, me, give me some rules. Give me some regulations, okay, so, I so, all right, rule number one, it can't be a movie license. I disagree with you on that one, but okay, go keep going. Give me your reasoning and all the other regulations. Because the reason being, okay, what's stopping me from saying, oh, Back to the Future, the game should be a ride. It already is a ride. Yeah, okay. Based fair, off Back to the Future, enough. the movie. That's a true point, I suppose. All right. Rule number two. We uh-huh. can't get it to the point where it's basically just a video game. Okay, okay. That one, me and you are actually on the same page. I want it to be, you know, like I said, a true ride that, I mean, I don't know about if you've ever been there, but I've been to both Disneyland and Disney World. And Neither. Fr- frankly, I've been on some good ones. I've been on some bad ones. But either way, I want it to be a actual immersive ride not just something where it's you're in a room and like you said you're just playing a video yeah. game i mean all right all yeah right. so with that in mind rule number three doesn't matter how dangerous mm-hmm. it gets they're signing a waiver when they get in okay okay because here's the thing yeah. these because we're not doing it cookie cutter like yeah yeah you started off really you know really tame with a sonic roller coaster sure but if we're going to have some true fun with this and really make it the fanboys, that's the way it's got to be. Now you're talking my language. See, usually when you start throwing out, we got to go within the confines of such and such. I tend to disagree at least slightly most times, but now you're talking my language. 
here's my thing. The reason the reason that I say it can't be a movie license is because realistically, there's a high chance that it's probably already its own ride. So if we were to say, oh, we're gonna base again basically a ride off of Indiana Jones and uh, the Infernal Machine. Okay, yeah, it's a video game, but it's based off a movie license, so that's kind of cheating. Yeah, I don't know about any anything in your notes, but I don't believe I have anything like that. But uh, no, I, I I agree, I agree. I wasn't right. quite sure if I did at first, but now that you frame it in that, I suppose I can't help but agree. Especially because Universal puts out rides based off of movies all the fucking time. Oh, they literally God. already have a Fast and Furious ride. They have a fucking Back to the Future ride. They have a Jurassic Park ride. You know what I mean? Shit like that. They are nothing but a company. And whether it be Disney, whether it be Universal, anything. And so that's all they want to do is make more money. <laughs> if they these cheeky fuckers signs, even put out, yeah, they even put out a Universal God, Universal Studios was, theme park video game. That was um, regrettable. Yeah. So, either way, the, I think those are fair rules, and I think that I think that they they provide a good a good format. So anyway, okay, let's keep going. Are you ready for my first one? Can I give you one more, and then? I'll give you, I'll let you take it for a few. But I think you're going to like this one. You mentioned Luigi's Haunted Mansion. They don't have that yet. However, I went a different route with this if they do it. Luigi's Haunted Mansion, The Escape Room. I'm into it. I'm not quite sure what part of the game you could, or what parts of the game you could kind of string. And really, it wouldn't just be a room because that's yeah, that's no fun. It would be a pain in the ass to get through. And just when you think you're done and you've solved the room and you've escaped, it leads you to a different room. And I mean, it's yeah, I mean that's that's just close enough to the gaming experience. But in real life, and so it's it's not just you're in a, you're actually in the game. You're not playing the game, but you're in the game itself, and you're you're trying to figure out. And I'm I'm sure you'll have plenty of Easter eggs and clues of how to get through by thinking about what happened when you were yeah. playing the game. But still, all right, yeah, I think that would be fun. So I'm into that for sure. So as as I'm sure you guys are all aware, if you've listened to this this show. Uh, I am a boomer shooter fan, so I have quite a few boomer shooter related rides, but I'm going to start off with something simple, something simple. It's another coaster, right? And it's actually based off a Nintendo mm -hmm. franchise. Well, technically it was Namco, but neither, but either way I played it on the GameCube. So that makes it, you know, whatever. Super monkey ball. The roller coaster. I did have a Donkey Kong Country roller coaster on here as well in my notes, but I would actually forego that. I want to hear where you could go with this. Super Monkey Ball for for those that are uninitiated. Basically, the game where you play a little monkey, you're in a ball, and you have to go down ramps and shit like that. Yeah, and you have to get through the puzzle in a decent enough amount of time. Mm -hmm. The way that it works. It's a single person roller coaster, right? And it's basically mm -hmm. like mini golf, right? Okay. 
Now, it would be a little tough to do, right? Just because essentially what you'd have to do is make sure that the ball is secure when it's going down the ramps and stuff. Otherwise, you'll just have motherfuckers falling off all the time. But the car that you sit in, right, essentially, mm. is like one of those globy balls that you can hop in and roll around in. Brilliant! Noise. Yeah, okay. You are controlling the monkey ball, which means that, that you, essentially, when, you, when you, you're put into place, essentially, it's, it's set up very similar to like a water slide, right, where you climb up to the top, you get into the ball, mm. and you got to be the one to take the leap. Literally, excitement mm-hmm. and fear right from the jump. Because you have to take the first step and start going down the hill. Now, keep in mind, yeah, the ball has to be secured in some way. But there's nothing, there's nothing that says that the ball can't be on a ramp, right? Like, or essentially, like a, like essentially a platform, so that the ball will move in an anti-gravitational way uh-huh. while the cart is secure. You could do it through racks. You could do it through like metal bars or whatever. But you're in the monkey ball. You're going down the hill. You're, you have to try to stay up. If you don't stay up, you're just rolling around. Essentially, it's going to be the most dizziest fucking roller coaster you've ever been on, right? Okay. You're fucking going through different holes and solving different puzzles and shit like that. So what do you think? I like it. In fact, actually, I had a similar idea, and maybe it's pushing it saying it's similar, but bubble bobble. You know, most of these theme parks end up having a quote-unquote kitty section, you know? And I was thinking, I wasn't quite sure how you'd do it, but you've seen, I'm sure, at, like, places where you end up seeing, like, a play place or whatever, or, you know, a bounty house, you see these interactions, these these games, or maybe not rides, but more, more so games that involve the kids getting in a giant inflatable ball and then having to basically try to get it to roll wherever they're going. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like those kids rolled right into traffic. <laughs> I could see trying to figure out a way to incorporate Bubble Bobble into an experience such as that. I'm a little loose on exactly how you would do it. I It was one of those where I started it in the notes yeah, and just could just never quite figure out where I wanted to go with it. I started off strong, and I got to a point, and I was like, uh, that wouldn't quite fucking work. No. But even if you didn't have that, I would forego that. For your idea, even. I just think it would be cool. And that's what that's now, what came to mind when I thought of amusement okay, park ride. Gotcha. Do you have any uh, any others that you want to throw out there? Or you, do you want to save some uh, for later? Cause... Are, 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 we talking, are we talking tame ones or are we talking ridiculous ones? Oh, well, no. We'll, we'll get to the ridiculous ones uh, soon enough. But we're still on the tame ones. In fact, actually, my my next idea was... You know, you gotta, at least while we're still talking just Nintendo, we'll get to the point later on in the episode where we kind of throw out ideas of, okay, if this does well, 
what's the next land to open up a playstation you know whatever whatever have you yeah i mean realistically that's all i I have one other one but it's not nintendo if you're still talking nintendo then i figure you gotta have zelda in there right somewhere it has to be be. and i'm thinking a full-on land like galaxy's edge and you can do this for zelda if you want to go a little bit farther in uh to that's more nintendo if you want to do something like super nintendo you could do this for secret of mana but i'm thinking like like i said a full-on section a full-on land a la galaxy's edge but basically you make the whole okay. area look like it came right out of some dark renaissance festival. Okay, so basically this is what I'm picturing, right? The center of the area obviously has to be like a high roll field situation. Okay. Yeah, of course. And and this is we're going to go full immersive with it. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean I had I had in my notes I had an idea for a new hotel, you know, for Galaxy's Edge, they're doing this new hotel where the whole hotel is like one big story. If they can let you live a fucking Star Wars story for three nights in a hotel, why the hell not do that for a hotel like this? Well, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. And I'm basing this mainly off of Ocarina of Time. Okay. Well, I mean, you gotta start somewhere. Well, I and but shit like this happens in the other Zelda games, too. Obviously... The hotel, like the place where people can stay, has to be Hyrule Castle. The Hyrule Field section, the place that like the, is like the center of the area that leads to all the other areas, mm-hmm. there needs to be planned random encounters. Yeah. I and mean, I know that sounds like an oxymoron. No, but I mean, I get it. Yeah, it, there has to be, it has to seem random to the people going to these lands. But of, of course, it'd be predetermined or it'd be figured out and... and at least scripted, I guess you would more or less want to say. Well, okay, so, so, and this is the way that you regulate it, right? Yeah. You regulate it with, like, punch cards or oh, something, cool. yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, you have a, a team of fucking dudes that dress up like goblins, right? Uh-huh. That fucking, like, creep up on people. And, and, and granted, as soon as you enter into this place, right, we're keeping it tame. You get a foam sword, a foam master sword, right? Mm-hmm. So random encounters that happen in the middle of high roll field, if you will. You know, three dudes, three workers that are dressed up like goblins to attack you and your convoy or whatever, whoever you're with. And you got to fight them off. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And tonight, I unleash hell! So you got this bitching ass like master sword foam master sword and you can fucking like beat them off with a stick and everything like that and granted it's foam so no one's gonna get hurt oh yeah but i mean but, well, I, I kind of equated it to a renaissance festival and even that has games like off with your head where you get the velcro upper body and a foam sword and you beat yeah. the shit out of the other person with an, a fake upper body to try and knock their fake head off all right we're not, looking, so, we're not looking to cause anyone major bodily harm here i mean granted i might want to but Man, we won't. We'll forego that right now. Obviously, the rides and shit will run till like 11 p.m. at least, right? I figured, yeah. One of the standout experiences in any Legend of Zelda game is that if you are out 
in the middle of high roll field in the middle of the night what happens when you are out in the middle of high roll field in the middle of the night in ocarina of time if the moon is out things will come up from the ground and attack you yeah yeah and i'm just wondering that's why i wanted you to go on because i was trying to figure out how you would pull the simulation of that off there's trap doors in the ground all right right yeah trap doors a big like essentially a basement tunnel system right underneath high roll field section and motherfuckers can just jump out and attack everyone right nice. so you get your random encounter during the day but if you just want to fight mm-hmm. fight zombies in high roll field and collect rupees and stuff you wait till the sun goes down you go stand in the middle of high roll field okay yeah Right, so that so that's one part of the immersive, right? Because yeah, we're talking Galaxy's Edge, where there's multiple shit to do, right? Of course, yeah. There has to be some section of it that's a water temple, which is prime prime shit for like a Soak City or something like that. You know, a water park. Yeah. But here's the real kicker, right? If you want access to the cooler water slides, you got to solve the puzzles in the water temple. <sighs> Fuck you! I like it. Obviously, we've already discussed the hotel is Hyrule's castle. Fuck it. Let's have a section, right, with one of those motorized horse rides. Now, I'm not talking about a merry-go-round. I'm talking about, like, a like an, a higher-sized merry-go-round where the horses race each other. Yes. Right? Yes. Motorized horse ride. That's, that's, that's like, that, like, goes in-depth. You know what I mean? Like, it's on a track and shit, but it just seems like it's, like, an, an adventure. And that's, and that's your, your fucking experience of riding Epona. You know what I mean? Okay. I like it. I right? like it. And... I mean, right. of course, you'd ha- you'd have other planned experiences during the day, probably including, I would say, some worker that's obviously, of course, this is a theme park. And like most Disney theme parks, you have those guys dressed up as... This character name has been removed by the Walt Disney Company. Our character will never play by staff and are actually the characters. Imagination is real. Uh, throughout the whole fucking park. So, I mean, you'd have Link in there, you'd have, I mean, just any number of ones. Um, and, of course, for the merchants and, you know, things of that nature, uh, you know, your typical little trinket shop. And you, you'd have not just the hotel, but you'd have these little shacks, kind of like you go in to, to get your potions and your, your swords and shit like that. And on top of that, what do you have, right? When you get there, you get a little earpiece. And you know what you know what happens in the earpiece? Navi the fairy going, "Hey, listen, hey, listen." Okay, okay. Maybe maybe talking at certain points, you might have uh, hidden sensors, a la uh, the Harry Potter section of of Universal. You know, and she'll talk to you throughout the the whole time you're in the land. Yeah, honestly, I think we just nailed Zelda. I do too. Now they always say congratulations. Going to I do too, which, I mean, kind of makes up for times where, as I said, I may have started off strong in some of my notes and then gotten to a point where I'm just like, how about a wall climbing experience based on Ice Climber, if you remember? I mean, it, that's, I'm taking it a little farther back, but I mean, still, get, get this, an animatronic Yeti up top tossing, well, probably foam shit, but still. 
tossing and you could still do this with um donkey kong them as well with an animatronic ape but an animatronic yeti tossing shit uh of course like i said styrofoam or whatever have you down at you trying to knock you off the wall but there's got to be a way to lose though uh, you only get so many times you know i mean it'd, it'd be kind of like a, it'd be kind of like your typical carny carnival game you only get so many shots at it before game over if you get to the top of the actual wall though you gotta get something i'm not quite sure i didn't i in my notes i didn't have what you would get but there's got to be some kind of prize or perk. So this is this is the way that you do it, right? Mm-hmm. You have it as a full-fledged rock climbing wall. And you're attached with a rappel. Okay. So basically the idea is, because, you know, ice climbers, you got to be able to hop out of the way of the, of the, the foam. Mm-hmm. So same idea here, right? You could just fucking, like, hop out of the way real quick. However, like, you don't want to, this is where it gets tough, though. Because what you'd want to do is you'd want to have the foam on some sort of track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So it can come down at a slower pace. Because if you just let that shit fall, then that shit's going gonna, gonna to be hard for people to get out of the way in time. Yeah. But if, you're, if, if, you, if you ever reach a point where you're not attached to the wall, that's game over. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with it. So basically the way that you do it, right, is you have like, you have like foam, you know, essentially like foam blocks, right? But if they hit you, and you could do this with sensors to make the the ride stop, essentially, of like an impact sensor inside the phone block. If it hits you, then yeah, that you get knocked off. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. And, you know, and I don't know how you would do this with Ice Climber, but if the wall climbing experience was based off of Donkey Kong, I'm thinking that either way you would have to have the experience start off in the queue, you know, you'd have to start it off in line before you yeah. even got to the actual wall. But I'm drawing blanks on exactly how you could possibly do that. Well, I mean, you could have ice, but you could, here's what, here's the thing. You just have ice climber and fucking Donkey Kong next to each other. One is a rock climbing wall. The other one is an obstacle course. All right. So the, so the, how does, how the fuck does Donkey Kong work? Right. You have some ladders that you can climb up. Sure. However, this is the way that you do it. This is the way you set up the obstacle course. There's a barrel release, right? That obviously, obviously the barrel doesn't want to be, you don't want it to be a real barrel. But if you get hit by the barrel, you're dead. But the way that, mm-hmm. the way that you can load it, right, is to use some sort of like hydraulic pneumatic system so that av- after the barrel rolls down, it essentially gets flung back up to the top of the barrel release like a bowling ball. So you just consistently have that barrel coming down. You just put those at different levels, but think about in terms of the way that donkey Kong set up donkey Kong. You can just do a straight run up to each one, except for the next level. Yeah. So if you're trying to get to the next level, you can't just walk up there. You have to climb up one of the ladders. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see what you're saying. You do have, you, you still have the half walls, the half ladders, the broken ones that you can just climb up to, to get out of the way of the barrel. If you don't want to jump over it. Mm -hmm. Right. Same idea here. However, another fun thing you can do is, it, let's say they get to the top once, right? Mm-hmm. They can graduate to the next stage, and the next stage, the ladders are essentially, they have like a metal beam through them, right? Or like a wire, right? That gets pulled normal, right? At some points, but it can be released to the point where it becomes like a floppy rope ladder. 
right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm thinking, right? At random points, you don't know if the ladder is going to turn into a rope ladder or not. And if you fall, obviously you die. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I like it. I like it. I should have been a fucking architect, man. I swear to now God. They always say congratulations. This guy's not overcompensating for low self-esteem at all. <laughs> I'm not sure I like the idea, though, of the cues and, and the rides or well, the experiences being right next to each other. And I'll tell you why. I only had one idea as far as how you could kind of get them ready in line for the actual experience with Donkey Kong if you did the wall climbing or, in your case, the ladders and things of that nature uh, with Donkey Kong, you know, the old school Donkey Kong. Yeah. The whole idea is he's trying to save the damsel in distress from Donkey Kong. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking... Throughout the whole line, you would see these these overhead little TVs. I'm thinking through these TVs overhead, as you're going zigzagging through the lines and you know things of that nature, waiting for your turn. It tells a story of this woman who's been held captive by this King Kong like ape, but it tells it, but some dark hostage-like videos. And when I say hostage, I'm talking go full-on terrorist videos that you would see, you know, where someone would probably be, you know, their heads would be rolling by the end. Thank you, thank you. Hey, guys, have you ever talked to somebody who runs a guillotine? It's hard to know what they're thinking. You're always wanting to ask them, hey, man, where's your head at? I mean, you don't kill her, obviously, in the video, but I mean, it goes full on, just, she's disheveled, you know, probably shackled in a dark room. But I do agree that you, there is a need for both experiences. All right, yeah, that's two for one. Yes. And speaking of two for one, or at least a need for an experience, this is not just for us to, you know, come up with these kick-ass ideas. We're giving you, you know, just some building blocks on a few for you to come back at us on social media, whether it be the Fickle Fanboys Facebook page or one of our Twitters, and you help us come up with the ideas for some of these rides. Okay, my next idea. Mega Man's Laser Tag Ride. Okay. And it's a totally interactive, not just immersive, but interactive. Not so much a roller coaster, like instead of tilt-a-roll kind of shuttle make them look like the the Mega Man helmet. But you're in there. Okay. You're in there. They're on a track, and it's taking you through stuff that looks like it comes right out of a Mega Man level. And, um... <laughs> you're... You're sitting there with, you know, a gun of some sort, a laser tag gun that looks like it came right off of uh, his arsenal. Mm. And you're taking out animatronic or, um, I guess some kind of, uh, some kind of foe of, of some sort. I don't know if you want to go animatronic. I don't know how you, you know, if you want to go uh, AI, you know, something. 
You know, it, it, I think it'd just be pretty badass. And you blast them, and by the end of it, you get some sort of prize, depending on, because throughout the whole thing, it's keeping track of your points, how many you actually hit. And Okay. Yeah, I mean, you could go Mega Man, you could go Ghosts and Goblins, you could go Battletoads. There's so many games that this sort of ride is ripe for the uh, ripe for the picking. I mean, it, it's just waiting to be utilized. But yeah. you gotta have something for the kitties, because otherwise, it wouldn't be uh, as big of a cash grab as you could really make it. And then by year's end. Universal would probably say, well, it's not, it's making more money, it's costing more money to do this shit than we're making, you know, we're we're putting out more than we're taking in. So, time to close up shop. (laughs) And you don't want that, you don't want that. So, I mean. Yeah, you want to keep this going. So, you gotta find some ways, and maybe y'all have ideas of how you can do it, but. I couldn't think of ways that you could incorporate absolute musts, which would, and the app by absolute musts, I mean your Tetrises, your Pac-Mans, your Kickle Cubicle. Uh, you got to have something dealing with Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Because, I mean, that, yes, it's it's owned by another company, but I'm sure that that's one that hasn't been used in so long. That I'm sure Disney would be, uh, if they don't do it on their own in such a land, you know, if they want to try and come up with some way to, you know, utilize their own version of such a gaming kind of land, kind of land, I'm sure that they'd be willing to part with the the entities, the um, you know, for for a price. But you gotta have something involving Kirby in a spot in a spot meant solely for those that are are at least I would say uh, six or younger. <laughs> um, and again, that's where you would put the bubble bobble thing that I mentioned. You know, maybe maybe if you could find the right game for a water park or a splash pad. But, uh, I again, these are all ideas that I had loose ideas for. Nothing concrete, and maybe you or someone listening might have uh, some sort of brain fart and take off with those bastards. But, okay. Now, done with that. End of, end of sentence. What are your ideas? Because I'm, I'm ready, like you said... I'm ready to get ridiculous. Better put those kids away. Cause it's time to get edgy. Alright. First off. Twisted Metal the Ride. Nice! That's one I'm actually kind of impressed with and kind of sad that I didn't come up with it. Fuck. Alright, so so here's what it is. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's bu- it's bumper cars, right? Okay. 
but you have weapons that can kill the other cars. Yes. Okay. I And I will say, when coming up with the idea from the very start of all this, uh, the Mike Tyson, well, maybe not the start of it, but my, the Mike Tyson's punch-out idea, I will say I was half-tempted to go full-on Street Fighter or even fucking Mortal Kombat but I just could not find a way to do it justice. That's the thing. We're going to, we're, 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 we're rounding out the episode. We're going into, into waiver territory now. Oh, hell yeah. DDR, the roller coaster. So I don't know if you know this, but Cedar point used to have, they might still have it. They might just call it something different, but, um, they used to have a ride called the mantis, mm -hmm. right? And what was special about the mantis was it was a standing roller coaster. Okay. Same idea, except you have to play DDR on the roller coaster, right? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Mm -hmm. And here's the best part. Let's say you're really mm -hmm. shitty at DDR and you get to a, a, a difficult point in the in the right. If you hit game over, the ride stops. And then you're just you. What you have to get like escorted out. You go. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because here's the thing: it's the same. It's like Guitar Hero rules, right? You can't just continue on with the song, right? Yeah. Let's say, for you know, for all intents and purposes, that the most difficult part of the song uh -huh. is right before you're about to go off the highest hill. Nice. You're going to be up there for four hours waiting for people. Shit, yeah. Oh, I like it. Quake Arena. <laughs> the interactive experience. Right? Shit. I, I could have seen that coming, and yet somehow I didn't with you. It's paintball. We're, we can't get too ridiculous at, at first. To, Otherwise, people can't. won't go in. I mean, let's face right? it. This is so us. We want to, but we can't. All right. So it's paintball. But every time that you're hit, the creator of Doom, John Romero, mm. comes out and slaps you across the face and calls you his bitch. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. And, okay. Can... For those of you that don't know, that is a reference to Dai Katana's promotional material that said John Romero's about to make you his bitch. Okay. I will say, actually, you you uh, you mentioned it, so I ha I have to mention one of my out there and just kind of fucked up versions or uh, ideas. And I, I've been waiting to hold on. I've been holding on to this. And, you know, I mentioned the Mega Man game or the, the Mega Man ride where you're, you know, in the, the helmet and it's on a track and shit. And you're, you're having to use guns, you know, these little, of course, they look, you know, they're red and blue and in your typical colors that you might see in the game. And it's, it's, it's just all in fun. Right. And you're having, yeah. you're shooting animatronics or whatever have you. I'm thinking you do the same thing, but hear me out. You can do it for Duke Nukem. I like it. I mean, come on. Right. That's it. I mean, that, that's, you can't tell me that you don't want it at least a little bit. And I'm not just saying, not just Duke Nukem. 
I want it for Duke Nukem. I want it for, and you would have to almost have like a jump scare kind of version of this where you just don't know what the hell is around the next corner or through the next doorway for Doom. half tempted to even go fucking way back and just do Wolfenstein. But like yeah, why not? First Wolfenstein. Just get chased around by Nazis? Yes, yes. I mean, right. you know, again, you might be buttoned up on the, the chance to maybe get sued for something like that or, or be labeled a little insensitive, you know, for going full on Nazis. But I don't care. I want to see it. <laughs> You're killing Nazis, so it's acceptable. Well, okay, yeah, I get it, it should be. It should be at least. I'm uh, sorry, like one of the most successful games of all time is literally built around killing Nazis. So yeah, I mean, and I had other games that I wanted to kind of incorporate into this, but I just couldn't think of one. I couldn't couldn't think of a way to go. Uh, Call of Duty. All right. Okay. Call yeah, of Duty, uh, you had Bioshock. Um, I thought kind of the same way we went with Zelda, you could do Elder Scrolls. Um, That's fair. <laughs> I I was half, well, I, more than halfway tempted to try and do um, a little bit of GTA. Okay. But I didn't know. I feel like that one would be tough, though. Yeah, it would be. It, it was... It's one where I kept going back to it and like, there's gotta be a way. <laughs> Fuck, I can't think of it. <laughs> All right, so my last one before my two closers. A real life, fully functional, fully like kicks you out when you fuck up version of Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair, a fantasy adventure where you become a valiant knight on a quest to rescue the fair princess from the clutches of an evil dragon. You control the actions of a daring adventurer finding his way through the castle of a dark wizard who has enchanted it with treacherous monsters and obstacles. I'm loving that. That's, that's one of my favorite games of all time. All right, so for those of you that don't know, for those that it's maybe a little bef before your time, Dragon's Lair. If you don't know, hit yourself up the head right now. But here's the thing. Uh, there's no easy way to play Dragon's Lair anymore because they didn't re-release it again for the PS4 and Xbox Series X. That's a fucking crying shame. I know. I had it on my PS3, so I, I used to play it all the time. But that's neither here nor there. Dragon's Lair was a fully animated, basically, movie. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was converted into a video game by Don Bluth, who is an animator, right? Basically, it was a reaction-based game where you'd watch, essentially watch the cartoon and make, literally, all, all you need to play Dragon's Lair is a one button and a joystick, right? Mm-hmm. So what would end up happening is, you know, you'd be cued like, oh, go to your right. And then you would go to your right. But if you didn't go to the right quick enough, you would die. Right. Game was yeah. brutally unforgiving. Well, yeah. I, mean, that's, I don't know. 
Shit, I, I can't even say with a straight face that I made it very far into that game ever, and I've played it countless times for countless hours on end. That was, right. I mean, I love that fucking game. Yeah. And I didn't make it very far at all. Because it right. was so goddamn hard. So you are Dirk the Daring, and you enter into the castle, right? And before you enter into the castle, your picture gets taken, right? Mm -hmm. And this would take some time. It would take a lot of code to make it work properly. But essentially what ends up happening is your face gets put on Dick the Dick, uh, Dirk the Daring's body, basically. So that when you see the death screens, it's your body that's turning into a skeleton. Okay. Right? So same idea, right? And the way that it works right is whenever you fail out right you have three lives mm -hmm. and the way that it works is you keep track of your lives you have a live counter right because dragon's lair is tough so we're gonna give you three lives first one you just fall into a trap door there's a little fucking you know tv screen in each one right mm -hmm. and you get to watch your death animation you hop back out you, you let them know when you're ready, the, the section queues back up again, right? However, when your last life is spent, you fall into the trap door, right? Yeah. You, you watch your death animation. Uh-huh. But then the, the second trap door on the floor of the first I trap door you'd go that route. opens up and you get spit out of the side of the ride. And see, I was actually thinking that... It would, the second trapdoor, you would actually end up getting sucked into, like, almost um, a a slide. Like, and, I mean, it'd yeah, be, okay, so, slide so, itself would be a hell of a ride. Well, I mean, yeah, so this is what I'm thinking, right? Same idea, right? Do you remember in the Adams Family, when they're going down to the vault and they have to pull one of the... Uh, one of the like cords, basically. Yeah, that's the kind of ride I'm talking about. That's the kind of fly. That's I what I. That's 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 the second. That's what I mean by it spits you out of like the 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 side of the ride essentially. Oh, happy right? day! So you go you you go down a slide and then you get like spit out and there you go. You just lost your chance. If you want to go back in, you got to get back in line. See, I knew I came up with the uh, well. We came up with the idea of doing this episode for a reason, and that right there is the reason because I love that idea. I would have like All right. even if none of these ideas had hit the way that they did. I gotta say at. Right there, it just made the episode for me. Okay, okay. Um, Wild Gunman, or you could even do Mad Dog McCree. I'm thinking that it's an interactive, you still have the guns, you still are shooting at things along the ride, but it's a fast-paced log flume. And okay. The, the actual cue, the, the line is a damn near well i mean you could go bustling but i'm thinking full-on ghost town kind of uh wild west uh village i mean okay. it, something that looks like yeah like bonanza city and shit well I, yeah i was gonna say something that looks kind of like uh 
yeah, either Bonanza City or I was going to go Oregon Trail, but just deserted and just run down. I mean, yeah, anything. It, you could go either way. I mean, it could you could have full-on actors or whatever, you know, the the employees in, like, the Wild West regalia and, you know, and playing their own little parts uh, throughout the, the ride. Or you could just have it look like it. I mean, and you could also, I guess, do this for Red Dead Redemption now that I think about it. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that that would be... And I mean, yeah, you could... Most people might come back and say that a log flume, wouldn't that be uh, better suited for something like, uh, well, James Pond? Or, you know, whatever, but... No, I mean, I'm thinking... Take a ride like Splash Mountain, you know, or... You know, but, like, even faster paced, and you take Mad Dog McCree or Wild Gunman or, again, Red Dead Redemption, and you take that game and that ride and bash them together. Okay. And, again, the the queue or the, the line that you're in, the wait time is all part of the experience to make you, by the time you get in the log and the time you see the stuff going on around you as you're going at a pretty good click, yeah, you're sitting there like, holy shit, this is, like, by the time you get done, you actually feel as if, you know, wait, I'm, I'm, am I back in my own time? You know, it's right. Um, let's see. Here. I, okay, I had kind of like a haunted mansion kind of ride going for me. Um, again, the notes were a little bit uh scarce, but all I had was that it would be done in the same vein as Maniac Mansion. Okay. If you're, uh, but like, if Stephen King had made Haunted Mansion, but with the help from the fuckers of ILM. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay. Okay. There's a okay. bunch of puzzles you have to solve for no reason because you can just go to the end of it and press zero 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 zero. Yeah. I mean, you, you, well, there, there's got to be at least a a trick your way to go to the end of it because otherwise the game's the ride's over too damn quick yeah but yeah yeah um you and you could have uh this isn't so much a ride or as it is like a typical uh carnival or fair kind of style game but uh there's got to be something you know grandiose kind a grandiose kind of duck hunt kind of um game in that same vein yeah uh um, let's see here what else did i have uh i just i think i'm i'm getting down to the end of it uh you could do something like fester's game or fester's quest now that you mentioned <laughs> you could men you mentioned um adam's family but fester's quest but make it more like the 3d muppet show that they had okay at uh, Universal. I don't know if they still have that, but back in the day they did. Um well, let's see here. Oh, I I had I well a Rad Racer racetrack, but I got to admit Rad Racer was not my first pick. 
road yeah. rash was, but I didn't think you could fucking do that in any way possible that would even be slightly legal. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. You, and you got to have along the way in the or in the land, you have to have a few restaurants. Yeah. I'm thinking a Ninja Turtles pizza spot or a Burger Time a burger yeah. Uh, joint. Yeah, it's, uh, you know? tappers. You could throw tappers in there. Okay, I didn't think of tappers, but you know, I'm I'm glad. Shout out to Wreck It Ralph for for that idea that I definitely didn't just steal. No, not at all. Not not at all. All right, but here's my last idea, um, and I'm hoping you like it. <sighs> okay, you could do this with either Double Dragon, Ninja Gaiden, or Castlevania. Okay, but um. I'm thinking you as long as you could do it right at least. And and even Goldeneye, but I think you you would have to have some sort of uh you'd start almost in a way of like a Millennium Falcon ride on steroids. Okay. And then you're just it goes full on I guess you could do paintball. You could do, um, well, in with Ninja Gaiden, it would be probably foam swords. But you just have like, it's it's jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. You're you're in somewhere where it's fucking just just overrun with you know bushes and trees. Uh, the the first part of the game that, like I said, is a Millennium Falcon on, a ride on steroids. But with like a real world you know aircraft drops your ass um in in a the respectively you know correct uh environment because I mean Castlevania and Ninja Gaiden two totally different environments, same with double dragon Actually. Uh, yeah, but i I think that that would I don't know exactly how you would end it if there would be if it'd be almost like a um you know incentivized you get some you know i don't know how you would even keep track of your score but um yeah i i think that that would be a fun game but experience for somebody yeah uh, and i guess you could even do if you wanted to do Millennium Falcon on steroids, uh, and just make that a game on in and of itself. I didn't think of this originally, but now that uh, I'm yammering on, Star Fox, it could there be appropriate go. for that. But, there you go. And here we go. That is the end of my just incessant on and on blabbering. And now we get to I'm I'm leaving it up to you. I'm washing my hands of the whole situation and leaving it to you to help us end on a high note. Give it to me. All right. So, my amazing girlfriend and sponsor of the show, Ash, came up with two ideas when I pitched her the idea of what the episode was about. The first one is heavily based off of heavy rain. An interactive an interactive experience 
that uh-huh. basically play, plays out as a movie where you make decisions and you have to uh-huh. go into different rooms for different decisions okay. that you make. It would almost be like a living uh, gaming version of like, you know, those old school books, uh, the pick your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yep. I was thinking something the same uh in the same vein for a pirates of the caribbean style ride but i couldn't figure out what game it could uh, could really kind of uh match up with so i i think that this is a perfect way to get that same kind of feel but with a a different um title you know i i like it all right and the last one, which was the first one that she said, uh-huh. and let me tell you, this is pretty brilliant. Dude. Roller coaster tycoon. All right, so here's how it works, right? It's yeah. a big, big interactive experience, right? Uh-huh. With its own rides inside. And half of them aren't finished, but are open anyway. <laughs> And there's puke all over the place because there's only one cleaner that works there. There's two trash cans near the entrance, but that's it. So there's <laughs> trash everywhere. And the majority of the rides are open, like I said, despite being not finished. So you just have people dying consistently. This is why she's your better half. Right? Right? And keep in mind... Uh, we're gonna base this off of my roller coaster tycoon playing days, so that the name of the actual experience, the name of the park itself, it's just going to be Fart. Really? Uh, well, I haven't played roller coaster tycoon since I was about eleven. So, what do you do? What do you expect? <laughs> Fair enough. I like it. I love it. In fact, naturally, it's um, I had. In my notes, uh, I, I just completely uh, went right past it and didn't include it because I wasn't sure if it cut the mustard. But I did have a roller coaster tycoon idea that was not nearly as good. It okay. was, it, you know how I don't know if they still do this, uh, but when I was growing up. I loved when they would have these like kiosk rides in the mall out of nowhere. It would just be like this big giant, like, I don't know. Look like a, look like they took the, the front of the, a monorail and just completely detach it from the rest of the train and put it right in the middle of the mall. And you go in, you sit down and the whole thing, you like you're sitting with a giant TV screen in front of you that takes you on a ride. And as the the TV screen turns, you turn with your your seat turns with it. Okay. And so I was thinking like an interactive version of that where the queue, the 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 while you're waiting to get into the game or the the ride, you have to slowly but surely come up with your own roller coaster. And I didn't know how they would pull it off, 
but basically that would be at the end of it whatever masterful roller coaster that your imagination came up with that's what would play out in front of you and i mean so that way it was each one was tailored to the the person in line okay but again didn't know how it, it would really be executed i figured it would cost a shitload of money to do it you know work because i mean you gotta try and incorporate you gotta try and think ahead of anything that could possibly and have video that matches up with anything that could possibly be um thought of by whoever's in line and it'd be a really, uh, really a thing of the the limit is your imagination. That's all that that's all there is to it. And I just figured that it was so it was so out there and so just not doable that I scrapped it and I didn't even mention it. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because as you can see. It's not nearly as good as what she came up with. Yep. There you go. I love it. And I think that uh, with that, <laughs> we end this episode with on the idea of someone that's not even on this episode. There you go. I love and it. What did we and learn here, kids? What did we learn? Out of the it's three that... of us, that she's the brains of the operation and she hasn't even made a guest spot. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's what I learned. All right, folks. Until next time, you can find me at RevJess underscore FL Radio on Twitter. You can find my Edgy Boy content show, The Church Absurd, on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find our other show, Acclaim and Shame, a movie podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms, and my wrestling-related podcast, The Fatitude Era, as well as Quarantino, which is a Tarantino-based movie review podcast. Uh, so other than that, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. But you can find me at the Fickle Fanboy RPM on Twitter and at the Fickle Fanboy Podcast on Instagram. And as I said, on the Fickle Fanboy Facebook page, which, I mean, how long have I been mentioning any of those? And I mean, that, that thing's, uh, well, as I said, for the Mad Dog McCree ride uh, or whatever have you red dead redemption ride that thing's a fucking ghost town yep but either way we uh we've done it we've done so, it until next time folks well really Ed, if you want to get technical ash has done it now they always say congratulations these guys got their ideas beaten by someone who isn't even on the show a very special thank you because ash your ideas are amazing. All right. Uh, so until next time, folks, obviously, uh, this has been a Fat Lulz Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to Fat Lulz Radio and uh, search for their shows. But, uh, yeah, until next time, folks, I think that's going to do it for this installment of the Fickle Fanboys. Uh, for now, we'll, we'll be, be seeing, seeing you. Ya.